You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. This is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Today's episode, Three Years of Sundays. This is the story of two men, separated by more than 200 years, among other things. The first is Marine Mersenne, a French friar born in 1588, whose genius spread itself thinly across a range of human endeavors. He worked on astronomy with Galileo, philosophy with Descartes, math with Pascal. He wrote tracts on theology against mysticism, dutiful concordances for the Old Testament. His correspondences and advocacy and work is credited as laying the groundwork for the Academy to Science. But he is best remembered today for two areas that he changed fundamentally, prime numbers and music. Mersenne is known as the father of acoustics, having figured out various rules, laws, and theorems for music theory and audio perception. When I look at the sheer and staggering breadth of Mersenne's work, I I can't help wondering if he saw the whole of his universe as a giant orchestra he was working to subtly and divinely conduct. Or else, perhaps the great-grandmother of all string instruments, stretching its innumerable and harmonious tendrils out across all of Europe, while Marcin worked a melodious bow over it all. And one of the striking high notes of his symphony was what came to be known as the Mersenne Primes, numbers he had determined to be indivisible via the most elegant of calculations. Prime numbers have always contained a certain magic about them. They start so easy. Numbers that have no factors other than themselves. So, one, Three, five, seven, so far so good. Eleven, thirteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-three, um, twenty-seven, twenty-nine, thirty-one. It doesn't stay easy for long. And even today, there's no foolproof universal way of predicting prime numbers and no way to test whether a number is prime but to sit down and do the long division on every possible factor one by one until you finally determine none work out i mean obviously we let computers do that work now but the computers have to do it there's no formula available to us or computers to cut down on the work While there's no holistic system for determining all prime numbers, 
Mersenne discovered an equation that allows us to quickly discover some of them. The equation is simplicity itself. Take 2 to any power, then subtract 1. So, 2 squared is 4, minus 1 is 3. 2 cubed is 8, minus 1 is 7. And on and on and on. Now, 1 less than every power of 2 aren't all prime, but many are. It's a group of numbers far more likely to be prime than other random integers. And Mersenne dedicated two years to creating a list of numbers that he had determined to be prime through his formula. 2 to the second power minus 1. 2 to the third power minus 1. Including a couple of staggeringly huge numbers. That right there, 2 to the 67th minus 1, that's a huge number. That's more than 20 times the number of grains of sand in the whole world. It's nearly as many atoms as there are in the universe. Written longhand, it adds up to... 147 quintillion, 573 quadrillion, 952 trillion, 589 billion, 676 million, 412,927. And that is the number that Frank Nelson Cole scratched out upon a chalkboard on October 31st, 1903. Cole was, let's say for the sake of narrative convenience, the opposite of Mersenne. Where Mersenne was social, Cole was solitary. Where Mersenne's interests were broad and diffuse, Cole's was singular and focused. Where Mersenne saw music in everything, Cole saw it in but one. One thing. The only thing. Math. He studied it at Harvard then lectured there. He taught math at the University of Michigan and at Columbia University. He wrote papers on complicated and abstruse mathematical phenomena, stuff that reads like sticking your head against a brick wall and then slamming it there to the layman. Because the density and complexity of pure mathematics was Cole's true love. On that Halloween day in 1903, In front of the American Mathematical Society, Frank Nelson Cole displayed the depths of that love, the music his heart sang for math. The presentation was entitled, On the Factorization of Large Numbers. Dry stuff, to be sure, but Cole had a large crowd regardless, as he was the secretary of the society and the editor of its regular publication. The audience settled into the lecture hall and in strode Cole wordlessly. He approached the chalkboard and wrote out Mersenne's famous, gigantic prime number by hand. Then, still silent, he stepped to the other side of the chalkboard and wrote out two much smaller, though still ridiculously large, numbers, one on top of the other. And then, the music. For the next hour, Cole did the multiplication, longhand, like you learned in third grade. The hall sat in breathless silence while Cole virtuosically laid out digit after digit until, finally, there it was. 47 quintillion, 
573,953,952,589,676,412,927. Mersenne's famous prime wasn't. Cole drew the equal sign between his math and Mersenne's and took his seat. He had given an hour-long conference without saying a thing. The audience burst into applause. A standing ovation, actually. It's no secret how Cole managed to disprove Mersenne's prime. And it's not a matter of intellectual heft, either. You could have done it. Or me. All he did was write down that gigantic number and try to divide it. Long division. Over and over with numbers as small as 238 to the number that eventually worked, 193,707,721. Cole was a genius, but his genius was a non-factor here. Only assiduousness, temerity, patience played parts. When asked how long it had taken him, Cole admitted he had spent every Sunday dividing factors into Mersenne's prime for three years. The story is the exemplar of human conduct. One man hones a great idea, an idea that ever so slightly brightens a tiny dark corner of human ignorance. Because of him, we all have available to us a piece of knowledge that wasn't there before. 200 years later, a different man devotes himself indefatigably to making sure that the other man was right. Not out of animus, not out of jealousy, not even out of a hope for fame, but simply because he wanted to be sure. And when he issued his correction, the world, or some small piece of it at least, celebrated. Mersenne and Cole is a story of getting something wrong, sure. But, more importantly, it's the story of people doing things incredibly, beautifully right. From the Second City, Chicago, Illinois, this has been The Constant. Louder?